Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Welcome to the World in Sport, I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, Auckland City remain the club football champs of Oceania. Pacific Oceania reflect on another Fed Cup tennis campaign and a twist in the countdown to Sevens Rugby's Olympic debut. But first, Fiji Rugby League are not happy after Semi Randrundra was named among four debutants in the Australian squad to face New Zealand next week. The 23-year-old Parramatta Eels winger was born in Suva and represented the Fiji Bati at the 2013 World Cup and in the Pacific Test against Samoa two years ago. Fiji NRL Chief Executive Officer Timothy Nalemba says the news caught them off guard. Fiji is quite disappointed with the way things have gone with the semi. We had expected that we would have the full-strength Fiji team at least uh, this year, because uh, there's a lot of sanctioned uh, matches. Because up until this year, he obviously played for the Bati two years ago and he played at the World Cup, so as it stands, his eligibility up until now was with Fiji, is that correct? Yeah, yes, Vinny. The, the funny thing is, uh, it seems that there is no standard uh, eligibility rule for rugby league uh, players. We've noticed that with Gerald Hain and uh, a few others who has, uh, you know, changed national jerseys uh, over the past few years. Eh? There's no definite rule with regards to players uh, playing for other countries. That's one thing that we would like to discuss at the AGM uh, on uh, on the 7th of May. So do you think the eligibility rules are so complex or confusing that some players or some countries perhaps even don't fully understand them? That's correct. It's really not confusing, but yeah, complex. That's, I think that's the correct word to say, to, to use. Because there's two scenarios, isn't there? You're allowed to make one change in between World Cup cycles uh, and also uh, you can make a change after two years. So in, in, mm. in Semi Rindrundra's case, he last played for Fiji in 2014, so I guess that's been two years, which means he is, of course, eligible to switch to Australia. I'm sure he played for Fiji last year in the May test. So I'm trying to confirm that with the game registration form last year. That's what we're trying to verify now, eh? Obviously, it's hard to say no to an Australian uh, call-up, and there's been a lot of talk about him wanting to play Origin, but he's not eligible for that because he wasn't in Australia at a young enough age, having grown up in Fiji. Um, Does he still have any interest in playing for Fiji, or has he now fully decided that Australia is where he's at? We haven't gone back to Semi to talk to him. I think he's quite certain that he wants to play for Australia. But what Fiji is concerned about is the process that has been followed. Eh? The only thing that we want to have clarified. Because we will have other players, you know, being very good players that we have right now, that might come to the same situation. In the past, this uh, ruling has benefited Fiji when you had Jared Hain play for you at the World Cup. Um, and, yeah. and, and, I, and I guess it goes both ways as well. You've lost players in similar circumstances, like Akula Uate, you had him, then you lost him, and then he came back. So, uh, yeah. you know, there's a lot of movement. Yeah, and just recently, you know, 
not only from uh, Australian Rugby League, but we have Marika. We have now uh, have information that Marika is going to be leaving uh, the Fiji party. From the, I think it's from Rugby Union. You know, all, all this is affecting the Fiji team's preparation. Eh? Is it hard to keep up with all that, is it? Currently, yes, because in the past we don't have a really good local competition. Eh? Uh, what we are trying to do now really is growing that and strengthening our local competition you know, so that we have uh, at least uh, a consistent number of players that can play for Fiji, even if you know some leave. When is Mick Potter going to release his squad for the Pacific Test? It should be announced uh, any time this week because uh, we're going into camp on uh, Monday next week. You know, if you've got players that you didn't expect to lose like this happening, uh, I guess it's hard to know what your final squad's going to be. That's correct, uh, really. We, we, um, we just uh, hope that, you know, come uh, Monday, we won't have any more changes. Right now, we are crossing our fingers just to make sure that all players that have been identified by Mick will be finalised. Yeah. And not uh, you know, at the end of this week, we have a few more living. So you mentioned Marika Kurumbete um, and uh, obviously the likes of Akula Iwata. I mean, are they expected to be in the team? We are on the list right now, but uh, just we can last week that we heard that he's going to leave for the Rebels or Rugby Union. That's Fiji NRL Chief Executive Officer Timothy Nalemba. Auckland City will return to the FIFA Club World Cup in Japan later this year after winning the Oceania Champions League football title for the sixth year in a row. Solomon Islands international Micah Leah Alafa picked up the golden ball as the tournament's best player scoring twice in the final to give Auckland a comprehensive 3-0 victory over Team Wellington. Teammate Jean Marrera collected the Golden Boot Award, while the Fair Play Award went to Papua New Guinea's Hekari United. Auckland coach Ramon Trebuliac spoke to the club's website after the match and said losing the New Zealand domestic final to Wellington made this victory even sweeter. It pays off the effort that we've put all together in trying to play in a bit of a different way. It's been a long journey... Uh, you know, and, and I think finally we we proved in a final that you know even uh, we're from New Zealand uh, we can we can play uh, you know we can keep the ball we can dominate the game with the ball which is something that in the past it hasn't been uh, you know hasn't been that predominant in this country so finally we competed in a final with the same ideas and we didn't uh, crumble with the nerves and the pressure stuck to our you know our principles and our style of play and in the end I think we you know we played a fantastic game actually. We dominated most of the game. Uh, we we did not uh, panic. Uh, sometimes they were coming up and pressing us high. We did not panic. We knew exactly how we'll break through that pressure. Uh, we didn't rush it. We didn't rush things. And maybe coming from that ASB Premiership final, that's one of the uh, key things, in my opinion. You know, they cost us uh, with all respects to Tim today. They had a great game. But I think that was that was one of the keys. You know, I think today we proved that we understand. We have a lot of new players in there. A lot of young players that. You know, this is a first season, and I have to get into the mood of playing this way, and it doesn't happen in, in one day. You know, so we've finally we achieved it, and we're very, I'm very proud of these guys. They, they've been awesome today. That's the Auckland City football coach Ramon Tribuliac. Pacific Oceania remain upbeat despite failing in their bid to earn promotion in the Fed Cup tennis competition. The composite team finished 6th out of 12 in Asia Oceania zone Group 2 in Thailand, one spot lower than a year ago. Team captain Patrice Cotti says it was a difficult group that was ultimately decided by a couple of rubbers that could have gone either way. For me it's a good result. We finished third in our group because the Philippines finished first and Hong Kong China 
third of uh, the tournament. Uh, I think uh, these uh, two teams uh, were really, really good, and we lost uh, only 2-1 against these two teams, and uh, on, we, we lost only on, on the decided doubles. We were really close to be uh, uh, qualified for the for the final. You mentioned uh, during it, uh, during the uh, round robin phase, that uh, you know just a couple of calls or uh, you know uh, injuries uh, or you know sore back sort of uh, maybe yeah. a- affected them a bit. If he had a, a problem, uh, an injury, and uh, when uh, we played the, the decided doubles against Hong Kong China, she she was not at the best level. We we were disappointed about that, but uh, it arrives. In terms of some of the positives, uh, I mean, I know you'd obviously hope to make the semi-finals at least, and then sort of go through somewhere from there, maybe. But um, obviously, Abigail, uh, she was unbeaten in her singles matches, um, so that's yeah. obviously got to be, uh, you know, encouraging a positive sign. She was really strong, uh, Abigail. She played uh, against uh, number two of uh, the other countries, but she was really, really good. And um, for Steffi, it was different because. Uh, she played on, only uh, against uh, the number one of uh, the other nations. There was a, a huge level, and uh, for Steffi it was difficult, but she did good things, and uh, I think the, the level was uh, really, really good and too too good for her at this time, but uh, I think she will do uh, better next year, I think. And uh, also you had Micah Zimmer and Ayana Rengel coming yeah. in for the first time. And uh, before this tournament, you weren't sure if they would get a chance to go out on court, but they actually got quite a bit of time in the end. They managed to not only win doubles matches, but uh, win some yeah. singles games as well. So that, you know, exciting to blood some new players. Mm, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really happy with uh, with them because uh, she they, uh, they played their first uh, games uh, in the Fed Cup and... Uh, they had four games to play, two in doubles and two in singles, and they only uh, lost uh, one game for Micah in singles, and Ayana didn't lose a game because she, she only played two doubles games and one single game. But uh, for them, it was a really good experience, and I'm really happy to have them in the team, and uh, they, they are uh, really good uh, good persons, and uh, they they are now a, a good part of the team. So now that you've introduced some new players into the team and uh, Steffi and Abigail have had another year with the squad, uh, do, do you expect all, will all four players be available again next year, do you think? I think so. Uh, now uh, we know we know the level. Uh, Abigail and uh, Steffi uh, knew it uh, before and now Micah and uh, Ayana uh, know the level uh, they have to do to be in the team and they are really motivated to, to be in the team next year and for me if they keep training uh, all along the, the year I think uh, they they have a, a great chance to be in the team next year but I, I hope uh, we will have uh, the opportunity to, to have uh, other players uh, we don't know because uh, one year it it's uh, short and uh, we don't know. But I, I hope uh, they, they will have the chance to, to be in the team next year. And so obviously the Philippines uh, earned promotion to Group 1. So uh, is there a team that comes down from Group 1 to be a part of Group 2 next year? Uzbekistan, I think. And uh, it's, uh, uh, they are relegated uh, in the Group 2 uh, for next year. The, it's, it's really a good team with... Four or five players in the top uh, 500 in the world, so uh, 
it won't be easy uh, next year. But I'm still confident because uh, if uh, Abigail and Steffi uh, keep training uh, in uh, Australia and in uh, in USA, uh, I think uh, all is it's possible. Maybe we will have to work on uh, our doubles because uh, doubles uh, are really important in this uh, type of. Uh, tournament because if you are one one uh, one all you have to win the decided doubles that's the pacific oceania fed cup tennis captain patrice Cotti. Ikaletahi first five, Kurt Marath made a winning start to his time with san diego in the new pro rugby competition in the united states at the weekend the 30 test veteran is one of a host of familiar faces playing in america's inaugural professional competition I caught up with him prior to their 38-24 win over Sacramento and asked him how he ended up playing in the US. Before the World Cup, I was actually at uh, Ritz in France and then uh, Taku Nguinya, the American winger here who was playing there as well, he sort of started talking to me about it a little bit. He'd been hearing a few whispers and then later on in the piece, my agent came to me about it and then um, it sort of just progressed from there really. And then, uh, yeah, here we are going to uh, San Diego. When you've played in a few countries as you have, in France, Japan, New Zealand, etc., and obviously representing the Ikaletahi, uh, does it kind of make you want to explore these different sort of avenues? You kind of get used to uh, new experiences, new challenges, uh, new styles of rugby and that sort of thing? Yeah, I think so. And obviously, like, the way things are progressing in America with the rugby, you can see with, like, the results and stuff that they've had, um, and their sevens especially, like, uh, rugby's starting to get quite a good profile over there, and I guess... The way they do their sports, everything's usually pretty big. So uh, I guess it's just a matter of time before they becomes maybe hopefully a major sport over there. Obviously, uh, there'll be some familiar faces in there. I think Jamie McIntosh, Mills Muliaina, uh, Tamana Tahu uh, coming out of retirement almost uh, to, to, to play for his team as well. So some familiar faces, Bergamasco. Yeah, uh, there's a few, obviously a few uh, big names, pretty experienced players. So I think um, they'll obviously add a bit of value to the competition and I think for the local guys in America, they'll um, be exciting for them to learn off some uh, some pretty good players. Yeah, and I think uh, as it, as it goes, I think you're technically the marquee for San Diego. Uh, are you? Uh, is that exciting to sort of be? Uh, I guess the face of the franchise, or I guess to be the guy that they maybe look to uh, with the most experience internationally and uh, and rugby, obviously coming from New Zealand as well to uh, lead this team into exciting uh, beginnings. Yeah, I think it'll be exciting. Um, I guess you go there and you're sort of just wanting to lead by example and obviously play well first and foremost. But um, it was sort of a similar situation in Japan where they sort of expect you to go over there and sort of maybe help some of the younger guys out and sort of try and show them the way a little bit. But and I suppose, as you say, America is such a unique sporting culture. Um, you know, things are done a certain way and the sort of passion of the fans over there. And even though your league and your team is very small in the grand scheme of things, you know, they've got an NFL team. They've got uh, you know you know everything on the doorstep sort of thing, so it's going to be uh, you know right right amidst all of that. I guess it'll be interesting uh, from what they're sort of doing a bit of uh, promoting of it at the moment, obviously, and there's been quite a bit of feedback, which is quite good to see. And um, I know from the last time I was in America that there's a lot of lot of people hoping have been hoping for a professional uh, competition. So hopefully they'll all come out and get behind it, and hopefully it'll just expand every year from here on out. So how long does the competition run for? How many sort of games do you have? The last week is uh, the 29th of July, I think. So, uh, And there's, there's probably, I think there's like two or three weeks off from that June test window. Are you still available for, for Tonga, obviously that Pacific Tri-Series coming up? 
Yep, still available. It's just something I'll have to work out with the San Diego guys, but there's, there's that break, so hopefully I'm not going to miss any games. That's Tonga Rugby International, Kurt Morath. New Zealand Rugby admits they are disappointed Adi Savi has pulled out of contention for the Olympic Sevens team and insists that no pressure was applied to the potential All Black to do so. The Hurricanes loose forward has decided to concentrate on 15s. Savia played for the All Black Sevens team that won tournaments in Wellington and Sydney earlier this year and had been poised to link up with the squad again for next month's legs in Paris and London. Rinzi reporter Kuro Vakuta is a self-confessed Adi Savia superfan and we discussed his change of heart and what it will mean in the countdown to Rio. Late in the piece as well, there were two more tournaments, I believe, until Rio, or to their name, the Rio team, and he was really in the mix. Uh, um, Gordon Titchens is first to say he's great on the ground when it comes to turnover ball and a strong runner. But yeah, he's pulled out to focus on, on 15s and um, his goal of winning super a Super Rugby title with the Hurricanes. But I like what um, Eric Rush, of course, Sevens legend, came out uh, over the last 24 hours and said, you know, it's all about the All Blacks. If anyone says other or differently, they're um, they're they're telling lies. That it's all about the All Blacks, and he feels that maybe the the AB selectors tapped them on the shoulder, or whatever it may be. But it is a pity that um, we aren't going to get the high class names, top level names that we thought we might have when it comes to uh, Olympic gold. Yeah, I guess the timing is what made it a little bit murky, isn't it? Because you know, as you say, the the lure of the All Blacks already meant the likes of your Bowden Barrett's, your uh, Ben Smith, your Ben Smith's. Um, Julian Savia, Victor Vito, maybe you know some of these other guys that were seen as you know quite possible contenders or who would have been excellent players for that team yeah. uh, opted, thanks but no thanks, uh, you know to stick with the All Blacks, especially with you know uh, I guess posturing up with the Lions series next year. People want to make sure they're in the frame for that. Um, so you know it was obviously Sonny Bill's a big name and and a couple of others, but you know it sort of has been more up-and-comers, not so much established stars, Liam Messon being the other big name. Well, it's interesting too, I think it, t- uh, there's a lot of discussion to be had about the place of sevens in the Olympics, given this kind of selection conundrum. I mean, uh, Damien McGrath came out saying he's not going to have access to um, all the players that he wanted. Fiji have already said this, like, you know, that's to be expected with club clubs not really being um, cooperative. So there's not going to be a top field there, really. Um, you know, not so it got, it's still going to be quality, of course, but then... It's sort of know, one or two for each team, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Habana's, uh, I don't know if you'd call Quade Cooper a top-quality player. <laughs> he, he's a man who divides opinion, but, uh, yeah. yeah, possibly not quite what they have hoped for, and you kind of think that... This is the Olympics. This yeah. is, you know, it's the Olympic Games. So if that can't attract certain players, what, then what, what could? Yeah. I was speaking there with the Rinzi reporter, Kuro Vakuta. And that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thanks very much for listening. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.